Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. Uh, this week's guest is Leclerc Andre. He's one of my closest friends. So happy to get him on the podcast. I've known him for like six years. He's an absolutely amazing comedian. He's been on Fallon. And uh, he will have a podcast coming out soon. So make sure to follow him. Find that podcast when he does start it because he's absolutely hilarious. Um, this was a great episode because we talked about is it possible to get back with an ex? So Leclerc had dated his wife. It didn't work out. And then two years later, they reconnected and they've now been married for years. So he tells that story so you can listen to that. And then he gives a lot of advice. We talk about pubic hair. We also talk about how to handle rejection um how to handle it specifically when it's just someone you've just started dating and yeah we just have the chats so have a listen and if you want to see the video for this it's up on the patreon we actually did this in real life so i apologize for how high pitched i am in a lot of this i think i was just so excited to have another fully vaccinated person beside me (laughs) so apologies already but um if you want to see the video for this it's on the patreon so patreon forward slash the shift podcast i also do solo episodes about stuff that i don't get a chance to talk about in these episodes so i've got a lot of dating stories up there chat about being in miami and um yeah so they come out every week and then this week's uh, next week's episode will be up there um maybe six days early i probably won't get it up until tomorrow anyway enjoy the episode talk to you at the end the reason why i had you on is because we talk a lot on the podcast about like um obviously dating and sex and all that shit but also people have said in the past that you can't go back to an ex and right. that's been a consistent it, oh i think about every episode if anybody's ever given advice it's always been like don't go back what's for you won't pass you right but what's for you passed you and it came back came right back like a boomerang baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what happened with you guys because you're now married to your ex i'm married to a girl that i used to date correct yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I do think there is a lot of truth to the expression never go back to an ex um, because usually they're an ex for a reason, right? Yeah. Uh, and that just wasn't, that didn't necessarily hold true in that relationship for me. So, you know, usually you break up with a person and you have all types of terrible feelings towards them. It's like, oh, they were lied. They were terrible. They were a narcissist. They were all these bad things, right? But when things didn't work out with this particular girl, I had none of those feelings. It was just bad timing. And mm-hmm. I was like in a bad space with with things that had nothing to do with her. And it, it wasn't really a good timing for either one of us. So when things ended, it was more unfortunate than anything. It wasn't like a, it was it was heartbreaking because you had a great connection with the person. But for reasons outside of your control, things didn't pan out. So 
because of that, when we did cross paths again, I was in a much better space in life and she was in a much better space. We were both single. We were both like, uh, we, we never lost interest in each other. It just didn't work out the first time. So when I swung again at that, at that pitch, uh, it, it worked. I hit it out the park. It was great. And wait, so did you guys stay friends after you dated the first time? Um, we stayed. No, we, we didn't. We were like, we, to, to for backstory, we used to work together. Okay. And when we were working together, you know, that's how we got to know each other. And then we stopped working together. So we didn't really have contact with each other outside of our workspace since we weren't really talking um, independent of being at work. So when we stopped dating, we weren't really in contact with each other. Yeah. I wasn't seeing her at work anymore. She, and so there wasn't a reason for us to be reaching out to each other. And then we just happened to cross paths on the subway platform. Like I was on the train and I saw her. We were both on the same packed subway car. Yeah. And how many years later was this? This was maybe two years later. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just see her get off a subway car and. You know, I, I saw her. She was standing on the platform, and then she saw me, and we kind of waved at each other at the same time. And then I was on her mind, and one of her friends came in town, and she was like, "Hey, I want to do something. I'm in New York for a little bit," and she's like, "Let's go to a comedy show. I know a comedian." And the only reason I came to her mind is because she happened to see me at like on the subway. So, so you guys didn't talk. You just waved. Yeah, we just waved, oh God, and it I was like this. a great thing. It was it was such like it was like a movie moment. This is movie. Yeah, it was. I felt like I was in a romantic comedy. So, and I remember after seeing her, I was thinking about her a lot. Like every day, I was like, "Man, it was so great seeing her on the platform that day." Hopefully, something comes of it, and eventually, something came of it. This is so great. And wait, so how long were you guys dating your first time around? Maybe a month. Okay, so it was very new. You mm -hmm. had slept together, right? Yes. Yeah. So there was still that, like, it was intimate enough for it to feel like a breakup. Right. Right. It was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Things didn't work out, and that was that was sad. But like, I was still heartbroken about it. It was. Yeah, we you were knew both, that there was a good connection. Yeah, we both knew that we had a great relationship. We both knew we had a strong connection, but um, it just didn't work that time. Yeah. And we both knew that you know, you know, if we could do it again, we would definitely do it again. And the opportunity presented itself, and. And then, so what happened when she came to the comedy show? We had a great time. Yeah. Uh, we, we hung out. Her friend that was in town visiting, she liked me as well. So it was nice having her friend's thumbs up, her yeah. friend's approval. And we ended up like going to maybe two bars afterwards. And we ended up in the Lower East Side. And we found ourselves dancing at pianos. Okay. Yeah. yeah I love pianos. And we were just having so a good sexy time. Dancing. It's so much fun there. <laughs> And we were just hanging out. We ended up kissing that night. It was like our first kiss, kiss. It was nice. It was great. This is great. I yeah. wait. So when you guys ended the first time, it was very amicable when you ended, or how did it end? It was pretty. It was. It was just an understanding that like it wasn't going to work out at that time. Yeah. Like, um, I was dating. We like we were both like dating, dating. So. Yeah. Um, what does that mean like dating other people or yeah i was dating other people and she was she was dating other people and um like i don't think i was doing a good enough job being transparent in that situation and mm -hmm. she was um and, and she she knew that like we were like this is it, it kind of happened really really fast so when it came about for like to, to have that real conversation, like, where are we right now and what change needs to be made? I just wasn't ready to make those changes. Yeah. 
So for that reason, like I can completely shoulder that. That was like on me. I was being young, being silly. How old were you? About, I was like 29. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which so. is like tw- in New York, that's <laughs> 21 and the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, in hindsight, of course, I would have done things differently, mm-hmm. but I was also coming off of another relationship. So yeah. it was it was one of those times where I felt like. Uh, I was finally getting a breath of fresh air. I was yeah. getting some freedom and I wasn't ready to get rid of that freedom yeah. yet. Yeah, which makes sense. So I want to I want to write a bit on this, but I don't know how to do it. But how I think handling rejection is well, like well is very sexy yeah. and it's good in case you guys do come back around. So both of you both handled that rejection very well. Yeah. Which is good. Thank God. Because <laughs> if either of you had been like, fuck you, you can't. Yeah. Then in two years when you saw each other, you would have been like, oh God, there's that cunt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just a rule of thumb. It's really important not to say things that you don't mean. Yeah. Right. Because oftentimes people get upset, they get emotional and they found themselves, find themselves saying things that they wish they could take back. Yeah. So I think it's always important in those moments to just take a deep breath yeah yeah i think what's really important is to be like yeah of course no problem walk away and then call your friend and say it be like this motherfucker right <laughs> or sleep on it that's yeah, another yeah, thing that really it. helps like because i'll have a lot of words for person like oh i want to say x y and z but you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take a nap i'm gonna go yeah, to sleep I could take a nap. <laughs> and see if i still have that energy in the morning <laughs> it's hard to sleep through like yeah. And wake up with the same emotions. It really is. It is true. And it's also like, A, it's not your your job to teach someone or tell someone how to be. And B, it's not their fault if they change their mind or aren't ready or even if they just stop liking you. Right. It's like, it, that doesn't mean you're not a great person. Right. I, I decide I like pizza and the next week i'm like nah i'm done with pizza (laughs) everything is changeable and that's why i get annoyed when people say they have commitment issues because i'm like you can commit and uncommit you're not locked in even if you get married you can get a divorce i mean people are doing it (laughs) people are really quick to get a divorce so you guys met met back up you fell back in love when did you so did you start dating straight away yes and you became exclusive straight away absolutely (gasps) so you guys knew then you were like we're not gonna fuck it up again right well i I didn't want to make i wasn't gonna make the same mistake twice and also during that time apart i did a lot of self-growing i I really did a lot of self-improvement and i was just working on myself and i knew that in the event that i had the opportunity to be with a person who was as amazing as she is i wasn't Mm -hmm. going to blow it so I, re- I do remember thinking back to where I was when we first started dating versus where we were when we started dating again. And I do feel like I was a very different person. Yeah. Um. So when we did circle back and we started dating again, I just remember immediately thinking, all right, how do I make myself the best version of me for her? Oh, I love this. So that like I'll never lose a person like this again. Yeah. And I remember going through that process. It was difficult because there's a lot of things that you you mean to work on yourself yeah. and but you just like never get around to it yeah. but i knew that in relationships the longer you take to make those improvements the more damage you do to the relationship yeah so i remember within the first 2 months i was like i got to really work on myself i need to be more like be just be more honest be more work on my communication just be more straightforward um and be more transparent as a person yeah and i did that for the first two months that we were dating and after that i knew that i was going to marry her oh this is so romantic yeah as soon as i started working on myself and doing what i need to do to make her happy i was like oh this is the person i want to be married to yeah and i'm giving her the best version of myself 
this is going to work now. Yeah. Well, she's also bringing out the best version of you too. So it's like, of course, yeah. then you would want that person as your partner. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Also, like it's so, it's so much easier to work on yourself when you have a, when you're dating a person who's a good model yeah. of that person that you want to become. Right. Yeah. So if the person you're dating is just really, really transparent and really, really truthful, it's easier for you to be truthful with them yeah. and to be transparent with them. So I've never been a good person at communicating my feelings. That was always really hard for me to do. But she has no problem saying, hey, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And then I, it seems less scary. And when she's being vulnerable, then yeah. you're like, oh, I can be vulnerable. It becomes part of a natural discourse that yeah. you have. So she's like, hey, I really missed you today. It's yeah. like, well, I missed you too. <laughs> and that was so easy for me to say. Thank you. That's amazing. I think that's such a good point because I think a problem with our generation, and I don't know if it's an American thing, but it might also be a generational thing because we had a guest on recently and she was talking about how like you know not expressing her feelings so like it's an Irish thing too but that there's this idea to be chill and be cool and be like disinterested and then you're both dating each other for what eight months not even knowing if you really like each other not knowing if you're exclusive not knowing what the where you stand and it's like if you're just transparent yeah it might not work out because the person might be like I'm not ready but that's grand why would you want to be in this haze brain fuck for like a year and it becomes a burden yeah you start to resent each other i'd imagine yeah i remember being in relationships where i wanted to tell the person how much i liked them and how much i cared about them but i knew that it wouldn't be received well so now i'm carrying this weight for no reason it's like just be honest just like hey i really really like you i know you might not be ready to hear this or say it in return but it'll make me feel so much better to get this off my chest and let you know where i land and they also might be feeling the same. And then yeah. as well, uh, then you're both just not telling each other the truth. And then once you say it, they might go away and be like, like exactly the same with you and your wife might go. Actually, yeah, I do really like right. want, everybody should like to be liked. Like it, it's honestly it's it's a thing that we're so afraid of saying. Yeah. But think about all the other things a person can be saying to you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm just so like, I hate you. Right. (laughs) Or, hey, you're you're kind of annoying. Or, hey, there's all these emotions and all these feelings that you could have towards a person. I feel like those are the best ones to communicate. My bedroom door just opened behind. Did you hear that? No. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're going to see that on the video. (laughs) Some fucking ghost is like, keep your feelings to yourself. Actually, I think it might be a skeleton coming out of your closet. That's so funny. I actually had like I I'm very transparent and very honest. And the person I was seeing recently when he came to he was like, What are you looking for? I was just like very honest and he was like, Yeah, I'm not ready for that. And we we tried to stay friends, but it was bizarre because we weren't friends before. Right. But he would he was messaging me a couple of times just like on my Instagram story and then I was trying to keep it a little more not messaging too much because i was like we just stopped seeing each other i need a bit of space but i was still replying uh uh, but not as much as i usually would but the last time we messaged i replied something like i was just like yeah thanks i'm doing well he was like i'm just checking in hope you're well you know and i was like yeah i'm doing well and then um he was like cool positive vibes and he sent like a heart and i go oh one more thing and he was like oh no and I go, why are you saying, oh, no, um, I was just going to say I did do your smoothie recipe that you sent me. It was really nice. And he goes, oh, God, I thought you were going to message me and be like, you're a cunt. Oof. And I was like, you're traumatized from dating. Oof. I was like, what do you think? I had a weak, delayed reaction. And like, yeah. by the way, actually, I hate you. Right. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, well, what do you think that I was going to message and be like, you don't want to date me? Fuck you. And right. then he was like, oh, my God, you crack me up. And I was like, no, you don't need to work. There's not gonna, I'm not going to come back in a month and be like, by the way, I hate your guts. <laughs> 
He's right though. Like a lot of I've had that happen. A lot of girls like you'll have a conversation with them and it'll seem like it'll go over smoothly. And then like a week later they're like, Yeah, and this this asshole and it's like, wait a minute. When we were in person, you were like, Oh yeah, it's cool. No, it's cool. I'm looking forward to we can have tea sometime. And then the second you leave, they're like, This asshole, this dickhead, you wouldn't believe he was smiling at me. How the fuck is Did like, they say that to you or No, like like they'll say it on their podcast oh. or they'll say it um to other people and it's like yeah. wait but i was just talking to this person so again like i, I think you do more harm being dishonest in those yeah, moments yeah, just you, be honest all the time that's and, true you could be like oh this did upset me but it's yeah. also like yeah yeah i don't know i get because I, I actually said that to brendan saglo i met him for coffee and i was laughing about it and i was like oh you thought and he was like no that happens a that lot. happens all the time <laughs> oh my god it's so true people and i think part of it is that while the conversation's happening they're not really in tune with how they're feeling yeah it takes a while for people to process their feelings right yeah. and then afterwards they'll have sometimes they'll have regret yeah for not saying things during that conversation that yeah. they wanted to say or sometimes they'll replay it and they'll pick up on things that they didn't pick up on in the moment yeah so that might also change their attitude towards that conversation yeah that's true and then you could go talk to friends and i think what people find really hard is for let's say one day a person can be like i really like you and right. like your eyes are beautiful and the next day they could be like oh i don't want to date and so a few days processing that you might be like well fuck that why did you say but yeah. i but i also think it just people say things that they mean in the moment and the next day they might they just might not be ready or they might have changed their mind or right. they you know they might have been saying shit to make you feel good and you just have to take it on the chin um i think there is situations where you can be like they're a fucking asshole like I, sure. I had a guy recently enough i said a couple of times i wasn't interested and it was nice as possible but then he still continued to text me and like call me and then like was upset that i blocked him and i was like this isn't you haven't the only thing you're doing bad now is this <laughs> you're handling my rejection wrong and you're making me be a bitch and i yeah. don't want to and i'm just feeling a bit like this is too much i'm feeling boxed in it, it's it's not a personal thing you're just handling this badly right and then he was like oh okay sorry but like i don't think he he was just so like but I don't understand why you wouldn't date me. Yeah. Um. And it's like I'm just not in that place. And this, this right here, this, this thing. Doing, <laughs> what you're doing? Uh, example A. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and it, I even like with the other guy who was really nice. I said we could, of course, we could be friends because he's such a lovely person. But then, like when we were talking all of that week, I was just like, this is a bit too much for me. And mm -hmm. then, and even for I, it said to him, I was like, let's just take some time off and we'll be friends in the future. And right. he was like, oh, of course, yeah, no problem. But I'm sure even for him, he was probably like, well, that's different than what she said last week. And it's like, yeah, I said it last week, but then I didn't know we were gonna fucking talk four times this week. Yeah, <laughs> I don't talk to my actual friends that much. Yeah, you don't check in on me four times in a week. I don't. No, no. <laughs> you probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm still fine. <laughs> he kept messaging, being like, "How's the stalker?" Yeah. And then at, after the third time he asked that, I wanted to be like, "I've heard more from you than the fucking stalker this week." <laughs> mm. Well, I think that. But he was just worried, and he yeah, wanted to stay friends. And that's I, different. I feel like if you're, if he feels like your life might be in danger. Yes, it's very yeah, sweet. It's and I'm like, also like, stop being nice, stop being sweet, stop sending me hearts. I love you. <laughs> I don't actually love him, but you yeah. know what I mean. It's like you're being so nice. I do, I think if you're friends before, fine enough. But even if you're friends before, um, and I think me and him, we have a lot of chemistry. We mm -hmm. definitely could be friends. He's right. a great person. Um, so far, what I know of him. But I think you need to give yourselves at least a week off. Just give breathing room. You've just fucked, you know? You've yeah. just had this really intimate 
connection and it's like just at least maybe check in with like a, a heart on a story and right. people give out about guys doing that and i'm like that's fine right. they're just testing the waters and if you do want to try and have a friendship but i think whatever your time limit is and then i also think if you have enough friends like i don't think me and this guy will be friends because i'm already struggling to see my actual friends gotcha so i think if he wants to and he kind of pursues the friendship of course i'd meet up with him for coffee or whatever because like he is nice but i'm also like in the back of my head would I be only doing that because I would hope that it would work out? And then that's the wrong reason to be friends with somebody. Also, if you get in another relationship, will your friendship with him become a problem in that relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I'm only, I don't, if I'm really honest, I'd only be friends with him because in the back of my head, I'd be like, well, maybe when he's ready. And it's right. like, well, you know, that's a wrong reason. And then I'm, you, that time could be going towards like my friend Kim, who I haven't seen in ages. And she's right. like, come on, Katie, I know you're doing shows, but like, we got to hang out. So it's like, yeah i am i already know so but it is an interesting thing that people like try to keep friends with people they've dated or slept with or exes and it's like if you weren't friends before i don't see the point what do you think well the my wife uh we were friends for like four years when we were working together so before we were ever intimate i knew of i knew who she was as a person so that also really shortens the courting period right does you don't really have to court and go on a million dates if you've also if you've been friends and you know a person for for a few years so that's a big deal and i think that people should invest more in those friendships yeah before i know it's, it's so much easier said than done right because when you meet a person and you're attracted to them, your body kind of moves for you. Yeah. Uh, and your brain gets sidetracked, yeah, right? so true. You'll learn how to use your <laughs> mouth later and start using your words. Yeah, yeah. But initially, you're just like, I just want to be touching this person and kissing this yeah. person all the time. Um, luckily for me, when I first met my wife, we our relationship wasn't based on sex and it wasn't based on our attraction towards one another. But once that happens, once you get both of those things, then yeah. You can do whatever you want. Things move so quickly. Um, I know for me, I never had an issue going back to exes because all of my exes, for the most part, I met them trying to get with them, right? Yeah. Like I was pursuing something sexual with them. So when this intimacy ended, when our relationship ended, there wasn't a friendship for me to go back to. Yeah. Right? It was just a person that I used to fuck. So (laughs) what type of friendship can you build on? Yeah, no, exactly. Right. It's hard. And especially even if you can, and I'm not saying it's impossible to build a friendship after once being intimate with a person, but oftentimes too often that'll conflict with any other real relationships that you build from that point on. I agree. I think so too. Cause I think if you're having great crack with this person, so much crack that if you're not both in the right, right space that you think you can be friends afterwards, but you already have sexual chemistry. Right. So it's like, you'll always be kind of like, but shouldn't we be dating? Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's, I, I really don't know if, it, and also this, there's so many fish in the sea, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's so many people that you can build friendships with. A person that you used to be intimate with, if there's a possibility of you guys becoming intimate again, yeah. that's going to get in the way of any other relationships that you might build in the future. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I'm not saying you, you can never do it. I just think it's a really dangerous game to play with yourself and with your potential future mates. And who is the time for that? So even if I know we work nights, but let's say for listeners who work nine to five, I'd imagine they're quite tired when they get home from work. Oh, yeah. So then their only nights are Friday and Saturday night. You go Saturday night with friends, Friday night to go on a date with some random rough hinge. 
if you're fitting in this other extra person that you're trying to be friends with that you just met from fucking tinder or whatever it's like i don't know it just seems like who has the time who has it honestly <laughs> and also relationships require so much time i know they do so you could have a person like your boyfriend that you haven't that you see as often as you can see and if you hang out with friends maybe once or twice a week yeah if your relationship's not great with your boyfriend, he's going to look at that as time you could be spending with him. Yeah. Think th- I mean, relationships are oh, a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, that's so true. If you end up getting a boyfriend or girlfriend and then you're like, hey, I'm just going to meet up with Sally. I fucked her three times in January. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, well, I've only fucked you once this week. Yeah. So maybe we can be fucking instead of you hanging out with the person you used to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It just causes unnecessary complications. Yeah. Okay. So... And plus, you and your wife didn't stay friends for that two years. You no. went off. You lived your life. Yeah, did other things. And you were friends before. We were friends before. See, yeah. this is... Um, and how long have you guys been married now? Uh, it's going to be two years in July. This is so great. How did you propose before we move on to the next topic? Uh, well, my family's from Haiti. Yeah. And she used to teach in Haiti for okay. several years. So that used to be a conversation point for us. We used to talk about being back home in Haiti and how much we love being in Haiti. And uh, I went to Haiti with her. Yeah. We went there with my family and we spent some time in Okai and we went to this really nice beach, like island resort in Haiti. And my family was there and I proposed on the beach. Oh my God, it's so uh, romantic. In Haiti. <laughs> so like Haiti's like has a really, she has a big spot in her heart for Haiti. She loves Haiti and that's where my family's from. So yeah. it meant a lot for her to get engaged in Haiti and it meant a lot for me as well. Oh, I'm so excited now. Not to make this about me, but you'll have to come back on in three years when I meet a previous lover. <laughs> <laughs> and they proposed. <laughs> Everybody listening to the podcast is going to be like, no, Katie, your previous lovers are insane. <laughs> Some of them are nice, but um, I've definitely had a few mentalers. Um, no, that's great. Okay, so other topic I want to talk to you about was, and I want to make sure this is still recorded, um kinks Mm. so for me when i came over here guys kept choking me straight away and i didn't like know that was like a kink or whatever it's not even a kink anymore because it's like something everybody apparently likes like i've had at least five guys choke me without asking my permission and i don't like i don't even like people touching my neck i've like a weird small phobia of it right and i hate when my like t-shirts are too tight around my neck or anything so that's like a fucking that'll dry me right up (laughs) it's like the worst thing you could do to me But they don't even, and I had a guy like, um, uh, like, let's say in the past, uh, I had told him I don't like choking and I made that kind of clear through text messages. And then, um, oh my God, my grandmother's calling. Oh, sorry, Nana. Oh, she would want to hear this. I know, right? Um, um, I'll ask her to call back tomorrow. Oh, I feel so guilty because I wish I didn't see that now. Um, yeah, why is she calling me when I'm talking about choke sex? She's like, your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I made her sound dead. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I saying? You're saying five guys. Oh, to so you. this guy, right. I told him I wasn't into choking and he then saw my comedy set where I have that joke where I say when the first time someone choked me, I thought they were trying to murder me. And then mm-hmm. I do like a whole act out of being like, oh, I'll pay you back for the drinks. And him being like, oh, no, it's like a sexual preference. So it's like my closing. It's one of my, it's like my favorite joke. I do it in every set. It's like my closing joke. And then he 
saw that so that's two times he's heard me say hey choking and then when we did sleep together he grabbed my neck and he says that that's not choking and i was like he had his hand around my neck and if that's not choking i don't know what choking is right and i go what are you doing and he was like oh i just wanted to see if you like it and i was like but you saw my set and i told you right with my words i don't like it and then he goes i just wanted to check so in his head he was like she's this 30 year old woman still doesn't know what she likes or whatever <sighs> Well, a, a lot of men don't like boundaries oh, right, yeah. and they don't respect them. So telling uh, oftentimes telling a man the things that you don't like only encourages him or makes them more curious yeah. to do that thing. That's why a lot of white people have a problem not saying the N word. It's very, very it's it, seriously like men, a, a lot of men have an issue with seeing red tape. Yeah, it becomes like a push me button is what red tape becomes that's so crazy the more you're like you, communicating well and they're like now nah, fuck this yeah the, well the more you communicate the things that you don't want or things that you can't or they can't do specifically yeah. things that they cannot do uh the more they're going to want to do it it's like a kid telling a kid do not eat these cookies yeah. in this cookie jar they're gonna be like wait there's cookies in that cookie jar <laughs> yeah. that's all they hear so <laughs> i i think that a lot of I think as a woman, you hear that and you think, just respect what I'm asking you to do. Right. Yeah. But he's hearing I can't do this. Yeah. It becomes a thing about himself. He's like, she's telling me I can't do something. I know it's her body or whatever, <laughs> but she's telling me I can't do something. I'm 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 an American. I could do anything I want. To he actually wasn't an American. Well, <laughs> we won't say what he was because he asked me not to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, but it's a very it's a very um it's a very I don't want to call it like a toxic masculine thing, but yeah. oftentimes when people see and hear boundaries, they have an issue processing it. It's so strange because every like relationship advice or coach or therapist will be like, just communicate what you want. Mm -hmm. And I'm such a good communicator. I'm like, this is what I like. This is how to pleasure me. You'll be like the best fucker in the world if you do this. Yeah. And then they're still like, I'm giving them the keys to how to be good at making me come or orgasm. And they're yeah. still like, nah, let me check you. They still want to break in the car. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, like mm, don't here, give me I'll give you the car keys. Like, I want to break this window. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah, want to break this so window. That's so true. It's more exhilarating to break that window and hotwire it, I guess. And have you found pre being married that mm -hmm. a lot of women were into choking? Uh, so I don't know. My relationship with rough sex as a very large black man is uh, <laughs> is uh, is very different than. I think most people, right? Yeah. I don't have the freedom of just like gambling with choking in bed, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, I'm just not at liberty to do that. So it's something that... You're right, actually. All those men were not black. Yeah, we got to change that, Katie. <laughs> no, I'm like, maybe I should just start dating black men again. <laughs> yeah, we're really good. We understand what no means. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I do realize that like um, in my experience, cho I feel like choking specifically uh people don't well there's also not a lot of communication in bed yeah just in general like it's very rare to be having sex for the first time with a person and they're like spit in my mouth right <laughs> it's very rare that that happens does that happen at all uh yeah that definitely mouth. happens a lot Jesus. of people are into that shit. really oh i never yeah. want anyone to spit in my mouth well uh who, who knows <laughs> no, that might change <laughs> i promise you that'll never change yeah i hope so but uh people i don't even like when people spit around me though i'd be just thinking of my father being like that's disgusting well it is disgusting <laughs> <laughs> i think it's so vile uh but yeah i've had a girl put her hands on my neck i've had a girl like yeah try to choke me and we were like okay i just 
pried our hands off. Like, <laughs> like this is not that type of party. <laughs> know, you know what? When it makes me feel like choking or slapping my arse mm-hmm. makes me feel like there's an inequality. And because I think I'm so like, uh, I hate feeling like a victim just because like I have like a weird relationship with my mother this is gonna sound a bit silly but like i always want to be like no i'm strong i'm independent i mm-hmm. come to america myself and I, I i i got this i can make my own way in life so then when i'm having sex and they like try to choke me or slap me i'm like you mother i want to ch- i'm gonna hit you like you know it feels yeah. like there's like a i don't i'm not a bold child don't put me over your lap and slap me right like i just it, ma- it makes me feel like the um roles are weird like we're not equal if that does that make sense it does yeah it does it does make sense but but also for me i think and this is probably true for you as well um a lot of people get in the bedroom and become imposters they want to be the bold child they want to be something that they're not on the day-to-day right so people who have very assertive or demanding jobs where they have to be in control yeah. like oftentimes they like being submissive in bed yeah, and vice versa sense. so you as a person who have you have complete agency over your life right yeah. you have the freedom to do comedy whenever you want you work you make your own money you pay yeah. your own bills so you don't have a feeling or you don't have an urge to to dominate someone else in bed because you are in control of your life right but you'll find a lot of ceos and businessmen they like to get their ass (laughs) they want to be choked they want to get pegged they want to get hurt in bed because they have to be in control in every other aspect so it's like a bit of freedom right you have to understand i don't want to call them perversions but like when people's appetites and sexual appetites become so unique oftentimes it's rooted in some type of behavior that's not in the bedroom yeah and that's true you i've heard guys that i'm friends would say when they've dated like women who make a lot of money and that mm-hmm. they've been like hit me yeah choke me all of that stuff and they were like a bit shocked at the time but yeah and it probably is the same thing that they just have to they're so busy in their work and have to control so much that they're just like i want to release now i just they have to be like down. the boss yeah. bitch at work right. especially for women as well in those industries where they feel like they have to be very because you know sometimes like if a man in a high industry is just like like kind of being a bit of a dick it's like ah, no good for him but if a woman they're like ah she's been a bitch so probably like there is that stress too of like i gotta be a strong woman so then they come back with a guy and they're like slap me yeah and you're like okay whereas i'm like no thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't have any of that yeah also like i'm not a violent person (laughs) me neither i can't even (laughs) i can't even step on bugs i've never hit anybody not that that's like a strange thing to say but i do know people would have said that they've hit people in in relation i haven't i don't even raise my voice in relationships and though i was dating a guy in ireland and we'd had a couple we would argue a lot and so sometimes i would like raise my voice but i would feel like i'd be in character like in it i was like this is ridiculous it just seemed like the right thing to do and ever since then i've never because also my voice goes a weird high pitch (laughs) i just sound ridiculous i'm like hey don't you do that (laughs) (laughs) i feel like such a like if i did try to do something that was outside of my character i would feel like a fraud yeah same and that would take me away from that moment yeah so if i'm like making love she's like talk dirty to me and if i don't normally (laughs) if i don't feel comfortable talking dirty i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna say some goofy shit and it's not even gonna work it's so funny because i we did an episode about talking dirty and i would have always said i don't talk dirty and then erica and molly were like i said examples and they were like that's dirty talk and i was like oh i always thought dirty talk was something like vile like like spit in my eye but i'd be like yeah you make me so wet and they're like oh that's dirty talk but so i was seeing a guy and he was like oh i like when you dirty talk but then i didn't realize at the time so this is before the episode with molly and emma or sorry molly and erica 
I didn't realize at the time that that was dirty talk. So when he said that, then the next time we were going to bang, I was like, what in my head? Like, what do you mean by and what am I meant to do? Am I meant to say something like, oh, my nipples are so hard. <laughs> I don't know. I felt so out of it then and I couldn't. But yeah, no, I couldn't. I agree with you on that fa- on that point. Yeah, I, I do feel like when sex talk is happening, we'll call it dirty talk, right? Yeah. When it's coming from a genuine place, yeah, it is so satisfying, yeah. right? It, it really adds to the erotic experience, right? Because it's real. But because if someone real, tells you yeah. to do it, then it, I feel fake because I'm oh, like, it's such bull. I, I know. I'll say, I'll say things not thinking they're dirty talk. I'm just being like, oh my god, it's so good or whatever. Right. But then if you're like dirty talk me, I'm like. All of a sudden, I'm like, what part is the dirty part? What yeah. part? What am I meant to say? It's, right. I don't, yeah. And have you ever heard someone talk dirty in bed and you feel like they're putting on? Yeah. That doesn't do, who is that for? I know, I know, stop. I've I've had uh, one guy, not just dirty talk, but also the sex was like a performance. Like if it mm. wasn't my room, I would have thought we were being videotaped. Right. Because I was like, this isn't for me. And the noises he was making, it was just all so fake. Yeah. And I was like, we're not really enjoying this. He went to the yeah. toilet then halfway through and I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and he came back. He was like, oh, you asleep? And I'm like, pretending to be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. God, that was a long time ago. Ooh, performative sex is the worst. It is the worst. Yeah. I, w- I used to live with a guy and his ex-girlfriend, nice girl, but she would moan so loud then they they were sleeping downstairs we were sleeping upstairs mm-hmm. um that we could hear but it always felt like it like i'm loud in the bedroom but this was ridiculous this was like screaming and i was yeah. like mm, he's not that good right it just always <laughs> felt like it was a performance yeah. or like for everybody to hear because that's how loud it was and i just don't think because usually you're trying to if roommates are trying to be quieter and then you make a loud noise like oops yeah. but hers was like screaming and i was yeah. like oh this is or i would always use their laptop and one time i went to use the laptop Top and it flipped up on their like home porno I made mm. and I had asked could I use it so it's like you know I'm using it yeah. it all just felt like we're so good at fucking right. I'm like, mm. I think that like good good sex is never performative right yeah good sex it just pe- works yeah people aren't faking orgasms no right there's no like uh, no unnecessarily forceful actions or like yeah. slapping or whatever it's just like hey this is this is great yeah. And it moves organically. And as well, like, I'm always like, if I'm intimate with someone, and let's say I was, like, if if the British guy didn't slap me, but if he had to slap me on the arse, I probably wouldn't have even realized it because the sex was so good and intimate right. that I probably would have been like, yeah, you slapped me, daddy. Right. <laughs> oh my God, no, I wouldn't say that one. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, when you meet the right person, all of those things, and then maybe you try out kinks or whatever. I don't, I'll never like choking, but... um yeah, I think you can say you like something, but then you could say you never dirty talk and then you meet someone where the chemistry is so good and all of a sudden you're like saying shit you'd never say and it just yeah. it's, it just comes naturally with the right person. Yeah, and some people are just good at their type of sex. Yeah. And they can turn you on to that sex. Yeah. That's a real thing. You can you could think that, hey, I like sex like this and then you have sex with a person who performs differently and you're like oh i can get used to this rhythm i can get used to this energy and before you know it it's it's your thing now too that's so true because i am i'm very into sensual sex yeah i like it i we don't need to be in a rush Mm -hmm. um i like foreplay Mm -hmm. i like the getting to know each other's bodies and um like very intimate sex yeah and i was seeing a guy uh, 
and he was into a different sex it was like jackhammer and he was sweating on me he was exerting he was losing his heart on and i was like losing his heart yeah yeah and i was like i think you're overexerting yourself Mm -hmm. why don't we try sex my way and if it doesn't work then we'll go back to your way also i don't want to be fucking jackhammered okay right um i just can't even get to where i need to get because you're like fucking there's too much going on um and then we tried it my way and when we did it i like led the whole thing and blah blah he didn't lose his heart on um and he wasn't sweating and i was and he was like oh yeah i really actually enjoyed that but he was just used to this kind of porn style and the things he told me he was into were like so out of my imagination because i don't watch porn yeah um but then we were able to do my way of sex and he was like oh i actually like this way i just never had sex like this it's always been like and he said his exes were very like porn styly performative um there was a lot of beating involved in the sex as well him getting choked and slapped and stuff and i was like i could never slap you pal how old was he he was a few years younger than me see i think it's really interesting what's happening i feel like uh sex in general through your life i feel like there's an evolutionary it's an evolutionary process right i remember when i first had sex at 17 uh my understanding of of the scale of like the scope of sex was very narrow it was very small but as you get older and as you have more partners and as you see and experience more things your your sexual appetite begins to expand, right? Yeah. And you you begin to become more curious about different things. But I do think that the young the younger generation that's coming up now, they're learning about sex through porn, yeah, right? Yeah, it's very different. And porn, none of it is real. Yeah. Right? None of it is real. So no. people are learning how to perform in bed through these actors yeah. who aren't necessarily enjoying what they're doing either. And they're taking that into a bedroom with the person. So I think it's always good, especially when you're having sex with a person for the first time, to over-communicate is better than not communicating at all. And just to be mindful of the things that you're doing, especially the first time around, and ask questions like, hey, is this cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you might think it's normal when, especially for women, less women watch porn. So yeah. you, you do some weird shit like where you just automatically go to try to come on their face. Right. Fucking ask. That's terrifying. I mean, first of all, <laughs> that's not something that you just do. I know. Right? No one's ever done that to me. But they've, Jesus. I'm just thinking of the most wildest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you're, I think people don't think asking is sexy, but like asking, ask everything. Like, he, it, like I, you know, I've had guys, I've had a guy, I had a guy that was like annoying with rejection, but at least when we had sex, he was like, are you sure? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So, you know, that's a good part of his personality, but it's like, that didn't stop me having sex with him. It was just like, he was like, oh, you said you usually wait, are you sure? And this is when we're both naked. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just, you know, I was like, I want to have fun. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, even being like to stop for a second and being like, is it okay if I come here or is it like that'll never turn me off? I'm like, yeah, no, you can do, you can do, you can great. I'll, it's yeah. totally. I'd rather they ask than then whip off the condom and come on me. Right. I think uh, so. Women, every woman is different, right? Just every person is different. Yeah. I've I've had girls say, like, how do you feel about a per- a guy asking you if you've orgasmed? Um, I think it's fine, but. It's a little stressful and I think a lot of girls will agree with this when it's like, have you come yet? Have you come yet? Have you come yet? Right. But I think a great one is come for me. So it's like, okay, yeah. And then then you they know you'll tell them. Right. But I always communicate when I'm like, if they, I'm like, 
close or right. don't come yet. Right. Uh, because like if even if the guy needs to slow down, but I feel like he's about to come, I'm like, you can slow down. Let me do my thing. Right. Um, and then you can go faster and I'll come. But right. it's so because it's such an anticlimax if they come and you haven't or you are about to. You're like, right. fuck. Well, I've see that's a that's a really interesting thing because I've heard a lot of girls say, "Don't ask me if I if I came mm. right," and you'll have girls say, like afterwards, like, "Well, you didn't even ask me if I came." Yeah, see, it's so, a catch twenty two. Yeah, it, for in in that way, a lot of guys are fucked, right? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Some girls will get pissed off if you even ask about their well, orgasm. I think that's ridiculous. I don't think they. That's sure, a real I, thing. I've yeah. heard I've a lot of girls say, how could you, don't don't ask me that, uh, don't ask me that if I, and it's like, all right, well, I'm just trying to be mm. a decent person. Yeah, just trying to make right? sure you get to the place you need to get to. Right. If you, especially, I think it's annoying when they're like, have you come, have you come, are you going to come? And that's, that's a little different. stressful. But if you're just like, have you come or what do you need me to do? That's fine. And I think women who maybe get mad at it are maybe women who struggle with orgasms anyway. So yeah. maybe they were never going to come and they probably yeah. just don't want to say like, I'm just here for this moment but i because there's a lot of women who don't come during sex Mm -hmm. but even if that's the case they could just go it's not gonna happen for me during sex but you could be like cool i'll go down on you after or like finger you whatever but it that sounds more like their issue issue yeah i uh, if for any of the guys listening i would always i would suggest asking because then the person can be like no but will you do this to me afterwards yeah yeah because it's like but i think that's another thing with shame as well and maybe being uncomfortable talking about sex or maybe those women don't know what orgasms are because i always thought i was orgasming until i moved over here and i started touching myself mm-hmm. and i was like jeez i've been lying this whole time <laughs> but i was having a good time you, yeah. i think you can still enjoy sex but it was like a little anticlimactic because i was like i'm feeling something but it's not like an explosion and then once I started learning my body, I was like, fuck. Yeah. This is like a different world. Yeah. I think that every person is responsible for, every individual is responsible for good sex. Yeah. So like, I agree with you. there's this game that we play, especially in American culture where like genders love to blame the other gender for bad sex. Yeah. And that's and, unfair. Right. And it's like when, when you, if, when, and if you masturbate, there's no one to blame, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't see how that's any different with a partner, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, there's things a partner can do that can make it less satisfying, but ultimately, uh, the orgasm is the individual's responsibility. And you yeah. guys come together to hopefully get each other off. But I've never had sex with a girl and be like, oh, she was the worst. I couldn't even come. It's like, no, like, I'm going to figure out a way for, for myself to come. And girls should also figure out a way of working with guys so that. They come as well. I had a, I had a, one girlfriend. She was really good at just like, she wouldn't even say things. She would just work ourselves into her position. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, she's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I just knew that when, it, when we, we were in certain positions, like, oh, this is a position. She always comes in this position. So I have a couple of things to say on that. Well, firstly, all the women listening are going to be like, well, it's easier for guys to come. And yes, we know that. But mm-hmm. I am a person who was not coming with like having had multiple partners ex-boyfriends and then when i learned my body i always come now yeah so and then for people who it's like a medical condition like we've had a sex therapist on um so sometimes it could be medical hormonal it could be the pill it could be your diet so we do know there's all those other things but again that's not the guy's fault no um and i had a guy message in and he said that there's been plenty of times where women have been like oh you blamed him and his guy he said his guy friends had the same thing where they felt the pressure to make a woman come and i think that's unfair i think it's like i come because i masturbate during sex right so i i don't have the 
vagina orgasm coming thingy or whatever mm-hmm. um and i know that now and i'm like so i know exactly i know what position i'm like when they're like oh are you nearly about to i'm like doggy style i'm touching myself <laughs> 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 so that's my that's my go-to right um so i think it's really and then i also think okay so my second point on this is i actually think it's good to have more partners so not like multiple but if anybody's afraid like oh i've only had like six partners like stop counting and enjoy sex and meet people you're comfortable with and date and have sex because i think the more the every every person i've dated the one thing i don't regret about dating them is the sex part i regret that maybe their personalities were a bit psychotic sometimes (laughs) you know there was like an alcoholic there was a narcissist um, and they had a, other good aspects to their personalities for sure. But I, one thing I don't regret the whole time was the sex because I learned different things, different yeah. moves, different things I like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the sex with each partner got better and better and better with the next because I figured out things. And it was funny, I, uh, a guy I slept with said to me after we had sex was like, oh, was that the best? And I don't know why he asked that. <laughs> but I was like, it was good. And he was like, oh, and I was like, honestly, every time I have sex with a new person, it's the best. Right. Because each time I've learned something more about myself. So uh, and then the third thing I have to say, uh, so no slut shaming. Be a slut. <laughs> get <laughs> it cool. in. Yeah, yeah. You know, once you're I, I wait till the third date because I feel comfortable, but I've had a lot of fucking third dates. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh last thing is jack comstock has a great bit about this and he says how can women expect me to figure out something that they can't figure out themselves exactly so you should never blame the guy yeah and also another thing kind of gets in the way with sex and orgasms as well are how people feel about their bodies yeah so there's so many insecurities about so true your like your face how you're looking that's why doggy style is great so i remember the first time um, someone told me about dog style. I was in my portfolio course, so mm-hmm. I must have been 19. And I was saying, oh, I'd never do that. That feels so degrading. Oh, Jesus, like, I've really night and day. With <laughs> <laughs> like, so different. But And I remember the girl in our college being like, what are you talking about? That's when you're at your sexiest, like your curves, yeah. and you can make whatever face you want. You can look back at them. Mm-hmm. And like, it really changed. Because then also, if you're nervous about your face, no one, you can just fucking pull any face. They can't look. I'm more of a, I've gotten so confident now that I like look back at them and they're like fucking head explodes. They love yeah. that. So I think that's a good position too if you're nervous about your face but it's also like whatever face you're making the guy the guy is making a face too no it's one worse. cares yeah, yeah. Whatever face. and you can dim the lights i remember one time i went sleeping with this guy and i was like can you dim the lights and he was like sure so he dimmed them then he goes is that okay and i go lower and he dimmed them and he goes he goes is that okay and i go lower and he dimmed them and he goes is that okay and i go lower and he was like the next one is off and i go yes exactly off. Yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. just because it was the first time with him and we had dated for a while before we had sex so i was like a little nervous and then the second time i was like lights on it's fine so like whatever you need to make yourself comfortable like if you don't want to have the lights on but just know you're hot we're all hot no matter what your body size no matter what your they're with you because they think you're attractive yeah not every and not everybody's gonna think you're attractive yeah like you could be a skinny bitch and some guy could be like i like thicker girls you could be a thicker girl and some guy like i like skinny bitches but whoever's with you about to fuck you very fancy you're their type yeah right now. Yeah, yeah exactly so I you fucking th- get your tits out get yeah your... i used to think i had a type and then i had a sex with a different person i'm like oh this is my type. Yeah, yeah. every person i'm having sex with in that moment <laughs> yes. is my type that's so true because people always ask me like what's your type and i'm like i don't have a type i've dated everybody yeah from anywhere 
all looks all shapes and sizes now the only thing is like i would prefer not like a super heavy guy yeah but also i've been with heavier guys and it's been fine yeah i know I, my preference would be uh like my preference would be tall and not heavy but i've been with short i've been with tall and heavy i've been like because it's for me it's the personality that yeah. always gets me then all of a sudden they're like sexy yeah if they're like funny or fun i'm like okay i can vibe with this this is why fucking online apps are shite <laughs> they are completely. they're so bad because yeah. i'm like i can't tell the personality yeah yeah but we like to have the lights on it's important to keep the lights on the guys do oh yeah 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 i mean like with that guy it was just because i was nervous because i don't know it was like we had dated for a while it felt and i just felt like i just want to i don't know I, I have i usually will be fine with the lights on but, yeah. but i think whatever you're in the moment if you're feeling like a Whatever's going to make you feel sexiest. Like, I don't wear sexy lingerie, and mm-hmm. a lot of girls would say that makes them feel sexy. But I'm just like, it comes off straight away. So I don't know <laughs> I'm like, I like my body. I like my nakedness. I, I just love, uh, I love the a woman's body. Yeah. And I want to see it, all yeah, of it all yeah. the time. So yeah. it's it's great having, sometimes <gasps> when the lights are off, you're just, it's like, man, I want to. Can I ask you, that's true. Can I ask you um, about body hair? On, yeah. How do you feel about body hair on women? Um, I have, I don't really have a strong preference if I'm being honest. Yeah. I think too much body hair can get in the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as long as it's not, uh, an obstacle, then I don't care. Yeah. I had, I put out this, uh, re- pro- uh post on my Instagram and most men were saying they'd prefer chim- trimmed, mm-hmm. but they really don't mind. They was like, they really don't mind. And but the people who did mind, they were like, it was a it was a small number a no, number of people, but I was actually talking to a bunch of comics recently about it, and then, and again, this is just going to stereotype. But the white lads were like, "Oh, I prefer it naked," and the black lads were like, "I don't give a fuck. I'm just happy to be there." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of them was saying that his girlfriend had gone full bullshit one stage, and she was like, "Oh no, I need to go get wax," and he was like, "I don't give a fuck." Yeah, I've never. That's the thing. You don't get that far. And that becomes a deal breaker. Yeah, right? I, I'd say it just was probably coincidence that it just happened to be because it was I, my my scientific group was only of like eight people, so <laughs> I can't it's a small say. Pool. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's so good to hear that to have um, guys be like, "Well, I don't mind like." whatever makes you feel comfortable like right. for me i don't like it naked because the vagina is just looking at you she's like hello and i'm yeah. like it's too it feels like i'm 13 i feel like a layer of i keep a trim and that's what makes me feel sexy so if i was dating a guy and he was like oh i prefer it naked it would, it would actually turn me off him oh because i would be like oh i don't want to do that and now i don't feel sexy unless it was a guy who was like i'll pay for your waxes <laughs> <laughs> it's a money thing now <laughs> yeah i know but even then i'm like Maybe if I really liked him and he was like, this is really important to me. But I'd also be like, why is it? important? Why is it important? That's so weird. Yeah. I, I heard I read something about um, this idea of hairless bodies being rooted in pedophilia. Yeah. Uh, and it's a it's a I've never understood that. I've never understood the obsession with hairless women. Yeah. Uh, or hairless people. Like a lot of a lot of men are like really big into making sure they're fully shaven as well. Yeah. But I just I, I like as you can tell by my beard, I like for yeah. <laughs> I like for a hair to grow the way it's supposed to grow. Well, this is the thing too, because so let's say I was seeing a guy who has a beard and um he messaged we weren't seeing each other at the time but we'd we've stayed like instagram friendly and he messaged me on that poll being like oh i i think bare or trim is better and i was like oh yeah mine was trim and he was like no i'm not talking about you i'm just saying that's what i prefer and then i was thinking about how yeah because if he said 
he has a beard. So what's right. the difference? You already, you're like, you've got hair there on your face. And it's like, it's, it's, it's already there when you're going into a vagina anyway. Yeah. I do think that um, there's a difference between like unkept. Yeah. And I think that's what muddies this conversation. People that's are true. like, oh, I want it shaven. Because they they think the alternate is completely grown out bush. Yeah, well, that's true. I had to do a second poll. Just, right. And I was like, when I, I, I go for people who said bear is trim okay. And then everybody was like, yes, oh my trim, God, yeah. yeah. They were, and it was just more the thing of you having to like get your tongue in there and then it's like in your face. Right. And, but here's the thing with trim. Sometimes you can go too short and it's stubbly and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But, but that's okay, right? That's still that's still better than like needing a bushwhacker <laughs> to, to get to the goal. Where is it? Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that I think oftentimes with polls, people are like trim. People are like shaved or not shaved. Yeah. They think of not shaved as a full bush. Yeah. So like the real honest conversation is. Is are you anti Bush? Right. Yeah. I think if it's if it, are you it sounds like a presidential. Yeah. Comment. Are you pro Bush <laughs> or anti Bush? <laughs> uh, and a lot of there's uh, there are a lot of guys who are like I'm I'm not I don't want to deal with a whole a whole fucking Bush. Yeah. But most guys are like is it trimmed? Is it gonna get in the way? Then yeah, yeah let's have at it. I like as well. Like I feel sexy when I have it trimmed and nice and neat, and it's like ooh. But yeah. I couldn't do bare. Like that guy I was talking to, he was like because I was curious because he knew my body then as well so i was like oh this is a great person to i'm very much like introspection or whatever so mm -hmm. um i was like okay so i was like the way i had mine was fine and he was like oh yeah yeah, yeah of course and i was like um oh wait what was i gonna say there oh i said why though bear and he was like well if you do it ever have a and i go i he he was like why wouldn't you like it bare though and i go oh because it just feels like the vagina is like looking at me and she's like naked and it mm -hmm. feels very youthful and he was like, well, you could think of it more like it's like, a, mm, come eat me. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I just it's like, but it's also a lot of upkeep, too, for women. And then there's so many benefits. And I've talked about it on the podcast before, so I won't bother the listeners with saying it again. But there's multiple benefits for having a layer of pubes. Yeah. So like other than the protection of genital warts, herpes and uh, lathers your vagina up. I just said I wouldn't say it, but I'm going to fucking hammer it down. Um. <laughs> Because uh, it helps with your wetness spreading around and uh, traps in pheromones and keeps your 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 place uh, like regulated with so like sweat and stuff like that. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you see, so the re so one reason why it's good. Oh, and UTIs. So um, the layer of pubes keeps out the germs that make UTIs. Well, it tries to. It's not a confirmed thing, but it also if someone's shredding with herpes, it'll protect you against that and genital warts and like one in five people have herpes and nearly everybody has hpv so if you're just like that's gonna have a layer of protection why not this is great yeah yeah and lubes you up i'm fucking wet ass pussy <laughs> <laughs> must be that layer of views you hear that cardi <laughs> when she was sang that song i was like yeah bitch <laughs> this is me <laughs> yeah how do you feel about guys shaving themselves oh yeah so sorry um that guy you messaged me and again, that guy is like one of the biggest sweethearts. He's, it was re I was so nice to be able to have a conversation like that with someone I'd already seen my naked body mm. that I trust there. But he was saying he likes it when the woman keeps it trim because he puts in an effort to trim himself. Yeah. And it wasn't only until he said that that I thought back and I had to think back a while, but I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he was. But it's never been an issue for me. I w didn't even notice it. Yeah. But like I didn't. I don't even, I'm just like in the moment. I don't give a shit if guys have hair or not. Now, I mean, if guys love having their balls licked, 
it's a little easier if it's not crazy hairy but like i don't give a shit i'll go down there i'm like kissing your beard so for me i don't i i was seeing another guy for a few months and he had a treasure trail he had hair and i thought it was so sexy and then the next week it was gone and then it was all i was like what happened to your treasure trail and he was like, oh, I shaved it off. And I was like, was that for me? And he was like, yeah, don't girls like it when it's all off? And I was like, don't do that for me. I prefer the hair. Hmm. I just, I think hair is sexy. I think it's manly. And maybe yeah. that's why certain men don't like it on women. Maybe they think it's manly. But I don't know. Yeah, I think whatever is meant to be there, just leave it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I shave I'd... my legs like, but not all the time. Sometimes I forget. Yeah. And I shave under my arms. But again, that's just because I feel more confident with that. Women have far less deal breakers with men with men's bodies than yeah. men do with women's bodies. Yeah, like I wonder for all the women listening, do you even notice when a guy has it shaved? Because I because this funny thing is, a lot of guys who shave it have hair all over their chest, yeah, hair on their ties, so we don't even notice that there's no hair on their balls. Yeah, I noticed that women will no women notice if a guy is hairy. Or not, right? They'll notice that right away. They'll look at their forearms, look at their face. They'll notice if they're oh, hairy yeah. or not. But they don't. They might not. That same girl might not necessarily care if they have pubic hair or not. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, it's hard to notice straight away. Like, it's not something like I've thought about because when I think about that guy who said he keeps his trim, I was like, I don't didn't even notice because he had hair on his ties on his chest and i thought that was very sexy yeah but it, i never at any point that we slept together i thought oh there's no hair on his balls <laughs> like even still thinking about it and i'm like i guess he didn't but i didn't even notice that it was trim yeah i think there's a there's a movement you've seen these manscaped commercials well, i didn't add for it yeah so i think even though and i'm very pro hair i had to be like we're pro hair but if you don't wanna because yeah. i was like it was a five you know it was the most money i'd ever made on an advertising so i was gonna fucking take i actually have a manscaped shirt i have manscaped i have a manscaper right now oh wow which i use to trim my vagina oh i see it it's so handy but yeah. when i put the flashlight on i was like didn't know i had hair there oh yeah <laughs> it's a real zoom up <laughs> why is it man products are better than female products as soon as you guys jump on the bandwagon it's like well we got a light here we got a fucking guy who pops out of it and helps you trim oh yeah <laughs> man we will come out with higher razors 20 engineers. are better yeah. yeah so tell me what were you going to say about the man's there is like a new thing for a guy's man's it's like a whole new but it's all just money yeah i mean most of the trends especially in this on the in the sex market yeah. are not rooted in science or in pleasure it's rooted in just like trends and marketing so yeah. now that manscaped has pushed so much money into this idea that men need to tra- trim their yeah. balls more men are just going to start trimming their balls because they've been told sold yeah. an idea that women care about that and they don't no they, they don't and it was don't. the same way it was the same with men originally when women started doing it i feel like they probably didn't give a shit then it became a porn thing and yeah. the eradication of pubic hair became a thing and then men were like oh i guess i like it because i'm seeing porn stars like that right and now it's the same way women and men like men are being told oh yeah but i guarantee most women are like i don't give a fuck yeah they're not it's it's weird because like i think that it promotes this like false body imagery yeah so we're th- those same guys are seeing like these fake butts and fake boobs and these yeah. women with no hair and then they try to meet a girl in Williamsburg and it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. bro she's gonna have 
real tits. <laughs> yeah, they're going <laughs> to fall down. <laughs> natural flat ass and, yeah. and a nice hairy legs, yeah. like real hairy legs. And you're going to have to figure out a way to get your dick hard because you're used to jerking off to these fake yeah. girls on the internet. Oh my God, that's so true. Yeah, and actually, if I really think about it, when a guy has hair everywhere else and then he doesn't have hair on his balls, if I'm to imagine that, that's weird to yeah. me. It looks like there's a hot, it looks like there's a spotlight on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you're all man here. But yeah, I think I'd be pro hair if I'm honest. But again, yeah. I would notice whatever makes the fucking guy comfortable. But like you said, I don't have a fake arse. Yeah, I don't know. That's hard when they are. And it's the same with like, if you're wanking yourself off to all this wild porn shit, it's going to be hard to get it off in the normal bedroom. Right. Jesus, we're all fucked. This is like a brave new world. No, I mean, you <laughs> always have the option of just turning it off. Yeah, exactly. So people listening to, or just knowing that this is fantasy. It's like, I don't know who said this. And I think they said it on the this podcast or maybe in a different podcast I said. So I am quoting someone, but I don't remember who, who I'm quoting. But it was like, you see action in action movies. You don't go drive your car off a roof then. Right. So you need to know the difference with porn. Porn right. is the action style or it's the murder style or it's... It's not real. It's fantasy. Right. So just because you saw Star Wars doesn't mean you can go fucking get into a spaceship and fly off into the sky. Right. So people need to know it's fantasy. That's why I think sex education should include all of this and it should be taught to children as young as fucking 11 or 12. Yeah. You, you know, I think the biggest danger that people don't talk about enough with porn isn't so much the fetishes that they glamorize, but the novelty that they normalize. Yeah. So when you're when people are watching a lot of porn, sure, they might be watching some really kinky stuff and like some weird family shit but i think the most dangerous thing about porn that people don't really understand is that they're seeing so many different actors yeah right like in once in one session you can watch like 20 different actors performing an act and then you go out and try to get in a relationship and you're stuck yeah. with the same actor so i think that makes monogamy more difficult for a lot of people because That's they're so used true. to having this novelty of different people all the time seeing these different bodies and then you're seeing the same girl or guy naked over and over yeah. again and you might have trained yourself to be or conditioned yourself to need a different looking person yeah that's so true you should get wigs <laughs> <laughs> or be like put on some fake tan there or like whatever fucking well, uh, change your eye contacts <laughs> well if you have trouble like pretending to talk dirty you're gonna have a lot of trouble role playing with the wig on <laughs> i'll and, do it if uh, someone i love and i have to save that relationship and the option is them going out and banging someone else i'll come in with a fucking <laughs> yellow wig uh, wearing a maid's outfit yeah. i just haven't gotten past three to four months to even get to that yeah <laughs> i saw this hilarious tiktok this woman was married to this guy for so long uh, like a couple years whatever and she bought him a massage for his birthday but she paid for a happy ending she did that on purpose yeah she paid for a happy ending because she knew that he would like it right uh, so she's recording. He comes in the house. She's like, babe, how was your massage? He was like, it was great. She was like, you liked it? He was like, oh, man, am I in trouble? And I, was like, I just thought it was so funny. Like, I would have felt like I was being tricked. Yeah, me too. But she just took the happy ending. And he was like, his wife was questioning him. And I was like, this is so fucked up. But it's so funny as well. It's also quite good, though. Like, fair play to her. I don't, I don't know if I'd be comfortable. But maybe it's just a hand job. What? I mean, but think about how, like... Think about how safe of an alternative that yeah. she's offering. She's I like, think so too. And it's also, I think kissing is more intimate than someone just wanking Way off. more. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So if I had the choice, if I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be stagnant and I want to keep my, I'd probably be like, mm, get yourself a hand job. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, 
like they are they are professionals right yeah, so like exactly. it's not like she's gonna fall in love with her, her husband exactly. right she's, she's seeing dicks all it's the time it's all consensual yeah. someone's getting paid it's transactional yeah yeah that is interesting i heard on the it girls podcast they were talking about someone had wrote in about how their boyfriend had cheated on them he'd gotten a blowjob off a prostitute and so basically what they were saying you'd prefer that it is a prostitute right. and i was thinking the same when i was listening i was like yeah i'd prefer that it was a prostitute because right. like you said they're not gonna fall in love with a prostitute it's um there it's transactional there's yeah i mean I would prefer to have heard that then they got a blowjob off her friend Susie, you know? Right. I'd be like, oh, fuck, he's going to fall in love with Susie. Yeah, like, sex workers aren't the ones typically breaking up happy homes, right? People, when people split, it's because they found love elsewhere. And sex workers are not looking for love. They're looking for paychecks. So I think a secretary is way more dangerous than a stripper. Yes, I agree. I I would have no problem with my partner going for strip to strip clubs. I'd be like, God, I hope it's not like a regular thing. But if they're just like with the lads one night and they go, I don't give a shit. Well, I do think that strip clubs, oftentimes they offer the same problems that pornography offers. Right. And that's that they're providing these fake performative spaces. So like whatever they're seeing in these strip clubs, they could ultimately end up expecting that out of yeah i guess i'm talking more of it's like a lad's night out and they're like he's like oh shit babe ended up in a strip club i'd be like it's fine it's grand yeah and i also think that you would know your boyfriend like yeah a lot of women are like oh i would never let my husband go to a strip club because they know their husband yeah right like this dirty bastard would be paying for extra right yeah but a lot of women are like (laughs) like yourself like you know the kind of guy you would date so when you say Oh, I would let my boyfriend go to a strip club because you know most likely your boyfriend isn't that type of guy. Yeah, and I've had a boyfriend who's gone to a strip. I've had a, a boyfriend be like, "You want to come with us tonight? We're going to the strip yeah. club." And it's all just fun. They're just having a laugh. It was never anything seedy or dirty. They were just right. like, it was more because it stayed open late. Yeah, and then they were, and he was like texting me during it. So it was like, whatever, I'm included. Yeah, <laughs> I could have went, but I didn't want it. Yeah, I went to a strip club. One time, I, you know what happened? My girlfriend at the time, her best friend was in town and she was a stripper. Yeah. Uh, and so she, we went to the strip club that she was working at. Yeah. And I'm just there with my girlfriend. Yeah, see, that's great. I'd love to go with a boyfriend. Yeah. Like, oh, look at that girl. She's and so her, hot. Yeah, her girlfriend's work. Her, her friend is working. And I'm just sitting there with my girlfriend. And it was just like, it was a thing that nobody cared that we we didn't yeah. care that we were in that space because we weren't there looking for something that was inappropriate. Yeah. Let me check before we end this. Fuck, where did I put my phone after all that? I want right to see there. what people said in the questions. Oh my god. Um okay, so before we go, let's say the people wrote in relationship agreement, you both know what went wrong. Can you promise not to fail fall into those traps? So yeah. That's exactly what you said. You were like, I knew what went wrong and I worked on it. Yeah. I mean, it's you want to be on the same frequency. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of any partners I've been with before. Like, I know when I was dating the DJ, when we ended, it was very amicable. And I said the reasons why. And he was very like, oh, my God, I totally understand why you're ending it with me when I hear my behavior reflected back to me. Right. And like he's he's a very nice person. There's been I have a lot of jokes about him being like funny, shitty. But like he knew about the jokes and he was like, yeah, it's so funny. I can't believe I said that. Right. Right. <laughs> But he was like, I need to work on myself. And before I ever get into a relationship, like, oh, my God, it's good to hear this. Yeah. And I think we'll never be together again. But if we did meet up in two years and he had worked on all those things and he wasn't as self-absorbed and stuff. Yeah, maybe there would be any of you knew like, oh, God, these are things I need to be better at. There could be a potential for a relationship. Right. And you also have to be mindful of what 
why did you guys break up in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So if you guys were cheating on each other and yeah. you guys got sick of cheating on each other, probably you shouldn't circle back to that. Yeah, or if someone was fucking abusive yeah. or they yeah or they cheat on you is a great example and yeah i guess maybe if they've learned and they've gone i i don't know if it's something really severe and they've gone to therapy but right yeah definitely not abuse anyway and not a kid either that's not a good reason <laughs> wait what oftentimes like people will be in bad relationships they have a kid oh i thought you meant they... dating a kid sorry no oh my god i thought you meant like an 18 year old or something <laughs> no yeah staying together because of kids is the worst right you can just co-parent yeah. and not be in a diff- difficult relationship because yeah. they don't need to be around that either and there are people who have kids to save a relationship don't do that either no. stop that get out yeah. yeah um another question is can exes be friends with benefits without messing things up or is a highly unlikely i think highly unlikely for me if an ex then we just start sleeping together i'm like if i loved you i'd be still loving you uh well that's the thing where you have to know where you are in that relationship yeah it depends on your compartmentalization right and also like those type of relationships i know they're not ideal but they can be serviceable yeah because you just sleep you they know your body right it's convenient it's also safe like yeah. as you can still be monogamous and not in a relationship relationship so instead of going out and finding another yeah. seedy person and doing whatever you can just stay in that comfort zone have sex with a person that you know is only having sex with you mm. until something better comes along I and mean. then have that tough conversation like hey no more fucking <laughs> met, we're done. met we're the done. love of my life yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay yeah oh god that is good that is good advice yeah now i'm like oh should have stayed friends with the no, <laughs> no, no, no i mean no. it's not for everybody um and then this other one doesn't make sense i'm not gonna read that you only miss people when you are horny or lonely or your mind just plays tricks i don't know about that about you only missing people when you're horny yeah or lonely or lonely well you only miss i feel like oftentimes when you miss a person is because your mind is you're, you're not preoccupied. You're not busy. Yeah, that's so true. So it's easy to start thinking about exes when you're bored and you're like looking up their social media. Yeah, you have to stop that. Yeah. So if you, you're, we're very simple creatures. We can't yeah. do, most people can't do three things at the same time. No. So if you're doing something, if you're staying busy, you're, you have less time to worry about what your ex is doing. True. I think if you're starting to really obsess over an ex, I've had girlfriends do that. I'm like, mm-hmm join a fucking sport yeah like start playing tennis or, or whatever. find a way to give closure to that mm-hmm. because often you have to remember why you bro- write down the reasons why you broke up with them and then because remember you told me to do that with the alcoholic that time you yeah. were like write down the reasons why you shouldn't be together and it was like oh i kept going back to that and being like yeah these are good reasons yeah my, i had an ex-girlfriend we broke up and she deleted my phone number Mm-hmm. and i remember texting her like hey something came up or whatever and she's like who's this and i'm like I, at first i was really upset like how the f- you can't how do you forget about your boy it's, <laughs> it's your boy right uh and then like I, of course i was like kind of taken aback by that and then she later on revealed that she had to delete my numbers to prevent herself yeah. from reaching out and trying to yeah, salvage that something sense. that wasn't going to work so it's important for people like 
I know boundaries are important for other people, but it's important to create boundaries for yourself as well. Like, hey, yeah. this is something that I can't continue doing. It's not healthy for me. That's so true. Like I said this on my solo episode that I keep lately doing the right thing with men. Like, okay, well, if you don't want what I want, let's not move forward with it. And it's like, oh, doing the right thing is so boring because now I'm horny <laughs> and I would rather just, you know, but it's like you have to put in your boundaries for yourself and know what. If you know that there's going to be hurt. Yeah. Like if you can't, if you can do what they're saying, you can just hook up with them fine but you know yourself what you can do and yeah. don't lie to yourself that's the main thing yeah um imo what does that mean in I my opinion o. okay in my opinion there's a reason their exes didn't work the first time probably won't work this uh, the second time and you are the example where it does work out the second time yeah it's working like a charm baby and i know a couple back home that they broke up after a month then they got back together and they've been together over a decade so yeah. i do think once you're once you communicate why like and for that person it was just they were kind of young and they were like oh no i'm not ready for this because they were like i met the love of my life and they're like i'm not ready for it so they broke up mm. but then a couple of months later they were like shit i just have to they went back to them and they're like i'm sorry i just felt like i was too young and they kind of had to work on it but they're still together now so you have to buy into a certain philosophy in order for you to like live and die by that right yeah. like i believe people can change yeah. I believe people can can bounce back. I believe people Me can too. better themselves. Me too. So if you believe that people can change and people can become better, then you have to believe that second chances should be available for yeah. those same people, right? Yeah. So if I'm one way in August and I do some therapy, I do some work, and then August of the next year, uh, I circle back and, and try to build a relationship with a person. If you believe that I've really made those changes, then I should be afforded that opportunity. I agree with you because if anybody dated me when they were, when I was 25, I'm a completely different Completely person. different. Five years later, I, I look at that girl and I'm like, geez, she was a little annoying. Yeah. Needy. Um, or even the way I've acted, each relationship has taught, like I can say things about them and be like, oh, this was annoying. This is annoying. But they also have things that they can say about me. And the more relationships I've had, now they're all small, but I've grown and learned like, oh, that's not acceptable behavior or right. I shouldn't expect that or I should do this so it's like in this in short periods you can change and improve if you're like working on yourself yeah I used to hold grudges oh my Katie when I say I would get angry and I would just hold on to it it can be it doesn't even matter how like it doesn't matter what the issue was but I would get upset and if I felt like I didn't receive the apology I deserved yeah. or if I felt like proper offering to to resolve that issue wasn't presented i'll hold on to it for a week a month however long i felt like yeah that's an ego that's a pride thing and yeah. i've if i found in this relationship uh i've had to work on that yeah. and i've become so much better for it good i've become so much better for it and that's like that's a true change in character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's think, a big change. I think uh, ego is very important, and it's everybody. And people say male ego, but I also think women can relate to this too. Is that you know your ego gets hit in lots of things when someone rejects you, when someone doesn't want to date you, and mm -hmm. when you react badly, it's because your ego. Right. It's not, and you're holding a grudge or you're upset. Yeah, ego is a huge thing that we yeah. all have to work on. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I feel. I've come very good, come very far on as well. That I've been like, eh, don't take it, don't not taking things personally. Jesus, oh, that girl yeah. five years ago, she'd be taking out even with friends. I'd be taking things personally, yeah. and it's like, 
they're not they're just in their own head they didn't mean anything they're being rude to you for like a split second because they had a bad day and you're close to them yeah and then you waste all this energy yeah being annoyed for like a week they don't yeah. even know that you're annoyed <laughs> <laughs> you're like subtweeting and them. by the time you see them again that you're just like if they for you they're so nice and you're like oh okay they weren't annoyed with me or i shouldn't be annoyed it's all a waste of energy yeah but that's just growing up as well but it's good that you worked on that for sure yeah the next one is don't let the pat don't the past should be left where it belongs in the past well that was very dramatic um again we both don't agree with that because i think again if they're abusive or it was bad for your mental health or whatever but if you just weren't ready at the time yeah your situation can definitely work and then last one was the breakup over something stupid why meet up with an ex again and again, it could be just that the person wasn't ready for a relationship. But they yeah. might... Because your girlfriends would be like, let's say if if the DJ now, we're not compatible really. So he's just... He's the only person... Or maybe the British guy, that's better. Because the British guy is nice. He didn't fucking lead me on. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, if we're going forward with this, I can't give you any commitment. You know, he, we were, he said he's fine with exclusivity because he, he doesn't bang multiple people at once. But... Well, he didn't say he was fine with exclusivity, but he said he doesn't bang multiple people at once. It's just one person at one time. But he was like, I can, I'm so far away from the possibility of a relationship. Okay. So that was very honest. Yeah. He could have just kept banging me for a couple of months. And in a couple of months, I would have wanted a relationship. So he was very fan at what I wanted, what my expectations were. He told me he wasn't able to give that. And this is great. So we, we, we separate paths. Now, if I had said to my friends, like, in a year or two, oh, I've met this guy I used to see, they'd probably not even knowing. They'd probably be like, don't go back. It's never good to go back to exes. Right. Um, but in this situation, if in two years he's me- bumps into me again and we get on so well and he's, like, willing to put in the effort into a relationship and compromise and actually yeah. put in that bit of effort, there's no reason why it wouldn't work out if I were single. Yeah. Hoping I won't be two years. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the last seven years have shown me I don't. <laughs> two relationships yeah it's also important not to treat people like they're disposable yeah and like in this situation that was the perfect example of someone who kind of went i can't give you what you need right now and i don't want to string you along and i right. think it's, it was actually a very mature thing yeah and i think that's rare and i think with the dj again he always said he was acting like he was in a relationship but he really didn't want one Mm -hmm. and he always said he didn't want one but yet he was acting like he was in one and so he was kind of happy going along he was like why can't we just keep doing this for a few months and i'm like no because i'm giving you all the benefits of a girlfriend without being called a girlfriend yeah but again if i met up with him in a few years and he had worked on himself and i don't think that we'll ever come back with me and the DJ 100% not but I mean you never know and you know you meet up with someone where you have chemistry with and they've done the work yeah um there's no reason why it couldn't happen again and they know what you want and what you need yeah. you don't even have to pretend because they they you've already ended because they couldn't give you what you need yeah so yeah I don't think anything is ever what's that word for finished for good finite yeah finite yeah that's why I think it's really good to handle the rejection right if they haven't like if Look, if they if they haven't been like, oh, I'm fucking your sister, or I hate your face. If they if they're not mean and they're just like, I'm just not ready, or I've I've changed my feelings, or I don't know how I'm feeling. I need to be alone. Just be like, yeah, no worries. Best look. Yeah. Work on yourself. Those it's funny people say that, but those same people will say in the professional space, never burn a bridge, right? Yeah. But they'll get on relationships like never go back on that bridge. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Treat your relationships like your jobs. Yeah. I think. Just keep it respectful. <gasps> yeah. And, and of course, try not to be hurtful, but never leave a relationship like 
when, where you're like just literally setting a boat on fire. I agree with you because also here's your thing. They don't deserve that emotional response from you. Exactly. Don't let anybody if like because, you know, hold your head up high, walk away, cry to your friends and call them all the names on your son to your friends. Like it, it is hurtful if one day they're like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. The next day they're like, oh, I don't want to be with you. Right. That's very hard to get your head around, but get your head around it with your friends because and I mean in private, I know you said you've had people get on a podcast, but maybe friends weren't friends with them. Like call your sister, your mother, your whatever, whoever you're close with that you can vent. It's totally fine to vent. But I think you want to walk away kind of being like, oh, yeah, like holding your head up high because they don't deserve that emotional response. And, right. And and for yourself, I'm like, that's another thing about you were saying like jobs. It came into my head there and I wanted to say that. Oh, I'm a, it's after a slip in my mind. I can't remember you. Anyway, you talk. It'll come back to me. I was thinking, um, uh, like, if I looked at all my ex-girlfriends, I don't harbor any ill will towards any of them. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying as well, like, I guess if you're with someone a year or two, that's a different situation. Right. And you're going to handle it different and there's going to be tears. But I mean, like, early months, dating months. So I'm talking about it from that perspective. Yeah um for sure yeah there's no especially if no real harm has been done yeah. or no one's acting maliciously try to, it takes a big person to apologize if they don't want to accept the apology that's on them yeah but you're you're going to be better off by j- just doing the right thing even if they don't receive it well so i always look at it that way like i have some exes that yeah it didn't work out between us but i wish them the best i mm-hmm. truly do Every person I've ever dated, I really hope they find happiness. I hope they find love and I hope they're taking care of themselves. But them, me being mad at them because it didn't work out between us. How is that going to serve me? Yeah, I remember now what I was going to say, like even for my example with the DJ, because just it's the most recent kind of it was only three months, but it's like the longest in a while. But uh, he when, when we were still he was still liking my stuff after and I had said to him because we met up we hooked up and I was like I can't um do this I can't hook up with you actually I haven't got the ability to do it and he, I was like why did you come back and try to hook up with me when you know that I'm looking for a, re- a relationship right. potentially with you and he was like oh I just we ended so well I've never had a like a nice ending that it kind of it confused me and I was like well just because I'm not being a bitch about things doesn't mean so he was like it'd be easier if you were a bitch it would be mm. easier if you had to be like, you're a cunt, fuck you. And I was like, no, this is adults. We're being mature. So I was like, we need our space. And then he, he liked something on my Instagram a couple of weeks later. And it just made, reminded me of him. And I did feel quite a connection with him. Um, so And I'd spent so much time with him. We were hanging out like four times a week. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was a lot. Very intense, very quickly. So I sent him a message. And I said, look, I want to let you know that I've... Well, firstly, hey, I hope you're well. I want to let you know that I've unfollowed you on Instagram and I've removed your follow and I'm not mad I'm not angry I just need my space and uh I, I I I can't remember but something like oh but best to look with everything and I you know because I didn't want him to go on and think that I was like so I think it's fine to always over communicate absolutely yeah and never leave anything up to because people will write your story people say oh yeah she she blocked me I think I think she she's pissed off at me. Yeah. She probably wants to kill me. And it's like, no, just tell him what it is. Yeah, because that happened with a guy I'd only went on two dates with. I did block him, but he was like, 
messaged me being like well you know what and he was like the only reason why i didn't message was because i was like i didn't feel like i owed him anything we hadn't we weren't dating and he had wrote some inappropriate things on some posts Mm. that i just was like oh i just don't want him to have to to be able to do that so i just blocked him but i wasn't angry it just was like my automatic like oh this is over you don't need to be on my instagram right um, I think for him, he probably got paranoid then that I was like posting jokes about him, but I wasn't. I just didn't want him writing on it. And I didn't want there to be an excuse to keep contacting me when he hadn't taken no for a fucking answer. Yeah. I could see him being worried that you might be talking about him, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I actually wasn't. I haven't. Yeah. Well, except for right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we should end this. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at uh, Leclerc Andre. Yeah. Go follow him. And uh, yeah, that's about it. And TikTok, I guess. Oh yeah, how are you doing on the TikTok? I'm not. I know. I'm I'm after getting so bad at it. I need to go back to it. Anyway, okay. I love you all. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And obviously, I didn't do an intro last week either for Damien's episode, but that's because I was in Miami and I didn't have the recorder with me. But if you want to see the video for Damien's or for Leclerc's episode, they're both up on the Patreon. And with Damien's episode, we did an extra thirty minutes just talking about like comedy crack. So. If you want to hear that, that extended episode is up there. Um, and then the ad-free apps are all up on the Patreon as well. If you're just like, you want to be able to listen to it full through. And uh, yeah, if you want the solo episodes, which are a bit more spilling the tea. Oh, also, if you could rate, review, tell your friends. That'd be great. It'd be so great to get this po- podcast successful enough that I could find someone to edit out my high pitchness. That'd be just brilliant. Then all of your ears wouldn't hurt anymore. And uh, So it'd be a win-win. So tell your friends and rate, review, all of that. I screenshot, share on your story if you can because that really helps because then people will be like, oh, I found your podcast through such and such a story. So yeah. Anyway, I'm going to let you go and I'll talk to you next week. 